Sports 845 is brought to you by Gold Dental at 60 Jefferson Professional Plaza right here in Monticello, New York. And Berkman Financial. That's BerkmanFinancial.com. Berkman Financial could also be reached at 646-753-5554 or Danny at BerkmanFinancial.com. Danny, you got you do you and Dick do a tremendous job covering section nine. Um, I went to Monticello. Dick O'Neill coached at Monticello. Danny's allergic to Monticello. <laughs> and you know, we have Chris Russo on the line, the head coach at Monticello. Chris, you there? Yes, I am. Chris, let me just tell you, let me wax poetic and, and true, though, about this Monticello Panther team with that, which in which I have such great pride, and so does Dick. You're 11-6, and six, you're 9-2 and two in the division, but you've won six straight games. You're getting hot as playoffs uh, start. It, Chris, this is your 12th season, and yes, you earned your 100th win earlier this year. Yes, I did. You also are heavily involved. You're the uh, executive director of BCANY, which I would assume is uh, Coaches Association of New York of some kind? Correct. Tell us about this team and what you have done differently this year, if anything. And congrats on uh, on the 100th win, and congrats on having a team red hot. Go ahead. No, well, thank you very much. Uh, and I, I think, as, as Dickie would say, you know, we're fortunate to have some pretty good players right now that are buying into exactly what we've asked them to do. So uh, that's really kind of fueled our, our run over the last six games. Defensively, we've been spectacular, just really getting after teams, being completely disruptive, and that's fueled our offense for us. You know, I saw one score last week, Coach, Ed, or two weeks ago. I don't understand. I thought it was a UConn women's basketball team. <laughs> what the hell did you do to my gladiators? You were up by 50. Yeah, we we played them at the college in the uh, uh, coaches versus cancer games, which were uh, in part for Amanda Zeno. So it was a nice Very event good. for the weekend. And the, the uh, rest of the donation goes to the uh, oncology unit at uh, Catskill Regional. So anyway, we just, you know, we played super well. Uh, we took them out of everything they wanted to do. You know, we we pressured their guards. And on that bigger court, we're a very athletic and dynamic team. So we're able to use the size of the court to our advantage. And, and we really just got a lot of uh, turnovers and easy baskets. I mean, you, you obviously you're playing in not just the Monticello game. You're playing very well. Uh, you lost to Menacing twice. I would imagine yes. you're in the same conference division. You're going to have to get through them at some point. Um what were the scores of those games? Yeah, we played them in our tournament, and uh, we just did not play well. We didn't shoot the ball well. We shot probably almost like 20%, 22%, something like that, and and they shot over 50%, and we were not <clears throat> the same team defensively. Okay. And when we played them at their place, we struggled in the first quarter, kind of cut it close in the third, and they, they sort of just played their way to a better lead, so... Uh, but I think, again, we're, we're just playing a little bit differently now. We're pressing a lot more. We're really getting up into the, the guards uh, from opposing teams, and, um, and that's really been helpful for us. Coach, tell us about some of these kids on your team. Um, Gatling, I know, is having a great year, a great yes. career. 81 yes. points shy of 1,000. He's your leading scorer. Tell us about him and some other kids. Yeah, Josh is, uh, is a really special kid. He's... Um, He's our, our best leader. He's our hardest worker. He's our leading scorer. He's our second leading rebounder. He's only 5'9". 
Um, the kid gets up in the morning at, at uh, three times a week and goes to Fitness Factory to work out. I mean, he just does everything extra to put himself in a position to be the best player on the floor almost every time we play. And he's just a, a, a great combination of leadership skills and total buy-in. Uh, he's a, a, probably the most loyal player I've ever coached. Um, Jordan Ruggiero, um, tell us about him. Yeah, Jordan has really come along. He started every game last year as a sophomore, and he's just getting better and better. He He's a great passer. He sees the floor so well. Uh, he's leading our team in assists, and um, you know I'm lucky that I'll have him back for next year. He's really worked hard on his shooting. He's become a better shooter, and he's really good off the dribble. I mean, he just does some things sometimes that I shake my head at because I'm, I'm getting annoyed telling him to pass the ball, and, and he's setting up his next pass, which almost always leads to a basket. Coach, you've been coaching for a, a while. Um, yep. And, you know, you, you've been very successful for a while. Each year you have a different team, so I would assume you attack the right. game differently. But mm-hmm. forget the team thing. What is Chris Russo? What have you done differently in the past several years? You know, sports has changed. Kids have changed. Sure. Is there something you've done differently in dealing with change? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that, that I try to do with the kids is uh, try to hit them with a message that they can relate to. And, um, and also, over the last few years, we've really done a uh, kind of like a team guideline. Uh, we call it uh, We Are Panthers, and the kids buy into what we're doing because they get to influence what our standards are. And uh, so each kid, once we establish the, the standards, each kid signs that document, and it's something that we go back to on a weekly basis and remind them, hey, here were the standards that we set for our program in this particular team, and and that's been very helpful. It's uh, a good reminder for kids. It's a great idea, um, and 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 that's worked out very well. Um, one of the great things that I've done, I stole this idea from Jason Simos, my good buddy. We do a team overnight. Uh, we've done that the last uh, six years, I think, and that's been really great. It's a good bonding experience for the kids. They they really come together. We spend uh, from five o'clock on uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving until 9 o'clock on Wednesday before Thanksgiving together. And it's just been a, a great uh, event for us. Well, you've done some great things there. I know Sean Lynch, you know, told us you took over a team in shambles. Um, <laughs> once again, that was Sean well, Lynch. There was no John DeGroat rolling around at school. And so so it, was a little, it was a little challenging early. But you know what? We've always had, and Coach will tell you, we've always had kids that, are passionate about basketball and really want to be coached when it comes right down to it. They, they want to be held accountable. They want to learn and they want to play hard and they want to represent our school and community. Chris, uh, you, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I have another thing for you. You know, realistically, that, that's really been, you know, kind of what, what Coach O'Neill established and what I keep trying to push with, with these kids is moving forward. My question was this, Chris, and I don't know if there's an answer for it. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I root for Monticello all the time. You can go to Monticello, a Monticello basketball game on a Tuesday night when it's six mm-hmm. degrees in February, right. and you'll have trouble getting a seat. Yeah, it, you especially guys, when we're playing well. Yeah, but even when you're not, the, yeah. the, the pit is a loud place, and, and you draw well. How yeah, come a, you can't draw for football? Uh, you know what? 
I think the 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 atmosphere inside the gym is um, a lot more conducive. The the games are I have been a little more exciting, a little more competitive. So, uh, and I know our coaching staff now, Sean Reeves is really trying to take over the program. And, Sean's and build good people, it, um, you know, and get some other coaches around that'll that'll stay there and and be part of the community and and really coach those kids up. And you know, it's a credit to our kids too. They've really struggled over the last few years. It's hard to be a football player and not win games and come out each and every day and continue to play. So, um, and, and I think, you know, just sort of like the atmosphere, like we could have a cool setting with the hill there, fill the hill and all those kinds of things, but um, it, it is a little bit challenging. And I don't think we have a football culture at our school yet. Um, it sort of happened a little bit, you know, back when Matt was coaching and, and we had Shane and Sean was playing and Anthony Gray and those kids. Um, and then we kind of went through a low with changes in coaches. Yep, and you need teams, continuity. So you need continuity, and I think that's what will bring kids back into the program and our fans who are passionate about sports uh, in, into the you know onto the hill there and watch those games. I got a question for you. Go for it, Coach. Uh, uh, before I forget, can you give me an update on Amanda Zeno, how she's doing? Do we sure. know? Yeah. Uh, I I did see her parents. Uh, they came to the um, to the game on Saturday. Uh, Fallsburg girls played at the college, and we did a little presentation for her. And uh, her her mom had told me that she is still in the hospital. Um, they were hoping that she would be home at actually the time we had the um, event, but uh, she had some complications, and that she's had to stay there a little bit longer. So she's had three full, um, I guess, transfusions, I guess you call them, the, or the bone marrow uh, donations. The first one didn't take. The second one started, but then she got sick, and it, and it didn't take. And this one, 100% grafted. So they were hoping that she could come home and then would just have to go down like a couple days a week for some treatment, but that hasn't, that hasn't quite happened yet. But she is doing better, and she is in great spirits, uh, She's a great kid. I talked to her right before our game, and she just, you know, she she wants to be out there. She wants to be playing, but she knows she's in a different kind of fight, and she's doing a great job at it. Uh, that's good news. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm thinking all the best for her. Uh, yeah. you're at yeah. Burke. You're at Burke tomorrow, huh? We are at Burke tomorrow. It's there. Yeah, who do you root night. for in that game? Hold on one second, Chris. <laughs> who are you rooting for? I'll be sitting behind the Monticello bench. You rooting for Monticello? No, well, I'll be sitting behind the Monticello bench up up top. I didn't ask you that. I'm asking you who you're rooting for. I'm in, in a well, dilemma. You know, his but... name is on the wall over there. So, yeah, but they got a tournament named after you in Monticello, and you're currently and you're currently alive. Nobody gets a tournament named after them alive. Uh, Chris, uh, I wish yes. you nothing but the best. Thank you very Thank much. You. You've always been very. Uh, uh, very easy to uh, to get and and to call Thanks. in. We thank you for the support, Chris. I'm glad we were able to make it work. Thanks, and we guys. support you. Hey, hold on, just real quick. Yeah. How are you going to be seated? Do you know? Uh, if we win out, we could be as high as the two seed, and um, if if we we won't be any worse than the three seed. Okay. All right. So we should get uh, at least one, maybe two home games uh, in sections, which would be great. All right. Well, I'll, ta- I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, great. Thank you very much. All right. Guys, uh, what else you got in Section 9? It wasn't a crazy week, was it? You're just teams are getting ready for the playoffs? Uh, most, most, mostly it was wrestling and track, and uh, there seemed to be a lot of success there. Uh, 
Uh, Minnesink again dominated the, the team event, but it seemed like Middletown had three champions, and there were. Uh, uh, it seems like it was a little spread out more, and uh, it was. They had good you know, coverage on that too. Yeah, I try to pay attention. They did. They did we'll a lot. Of Michael great, yeah. carry on in two weeks when they. He's gonna. He's the wrestling guru, uh, not affiliated with any school. Yeah, but he's gonna break down the Section Nine individual wrestling tournament and tell us who to look for. Okay. All right. And on the boys' side, it's for what, uh, like Dick said, you know, hoops was kind of a little bit of a slow week, uh, not too many games, but I, I have to continue my uh, my love for the uh, NFA goalbacks. You know, they're starting to play really well, and again, at this level, it's tough to play with adversity and on the road. So they had, I believe, back to back games, or maybe a game in between. They were down early to Suffern. Okay, a real good team, fifteen and two they were at the time. They're playing against the Mount Vernons of the world. Okay. They come back, play well defensively, excellent transition, down early, close game towards the end. They wind up squeaking it out. But what impressed me, Dick, I don't know if you were able to – you were in New Orleans. I didn't get up there. On Friday night, they played up at Kingston. And not an easy place to play, real rowdy crowd. They were down 16 points. Coach had these kids obviously ready to play, dealing with the adversity – they went on a 24-2 to run and won the game going away, 66-51. Not easy to do against the talented Kingston team. Being down 16 on the road, these kids obviously welcomed and embraced the adversity. Very impressive, to say the least. Well, I, I talked to Dino. Well, Dino is the uh, varsity New, Newburgh varsity coach, and uh, I talked to him Saturday at the Cornwall girls game, and... Uh, <laughs> All right, and uh, and uh, he said that they shot, Kingston shot very well. Let me first tell you this. The Kate Walton Arena, where they play is, the Kate Walton Fieldhouse, is one difficult place to play. I've taken some really good Monticello teams up there. We just got our doors blown off. It's just something about the place. Anyway, Kingston came out, shot very well. Then Newberg adjusted. He's, made, he's done a real good job of adjusting this year. As he did against Albany Academy, they came on a little half-court press the second quarter, and they went on that run. Obviously, they were 16 down in the third quarter, and they won going away. They won by 14 or 15 going away. And uh, and they're the team. I, 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 they're a legitimate team to be in uh, in uh, Glens Falls. Falls. Yes. Yeah, I think, I mean, coming out of Section 9 for sure, yeah. they're going to be tough to beat. You know, I haven't heard anything much uh, lately, Dick, about DeAndre Jordan. I know it's been a lot of Amari Tice, Jalakai King, Nakai Wheeler. I'm not sure if Jordan hurt. I haven't really seen much about him. I haven't had a chance to watch them play recently. I saw them play two weeks ago. So uh, I, he, I talked to him extensively Saturday. We sat his daughter plays at Cornwall, and where my daughter coaches, and uh, he didn't bring that up. So I didn't. I said, "How's the injury thing?" He says, "We're we're healthy. Okay, we're healthy." Well, so, listen, they're doing well without him. Yeah, uh, my Wizards had a tough loss. Man, played well. Pine Bush down the entire game. They may have been leading four two, down the entire game, tied up late. Graham again, prolific shooter, prolific scorer, hits a big three. Okay. Ties the game. Pinebush comes down, scores, goes up two. Inadvertent pass out of bounds. I don't know what happened. I kind of didn't see it. I was in the far corner of the gym. Kane gets fouled. Two free throws. Give him credit. Wizards come down. Another shot. Miss it. Kane fouled. Two in a row. 
Four free throws in a row from Kane. You have to give him credit, but the Wizards had Pinebush up against the ropes there for a little bit. Great comeback. They showed adversity. I still have faith in my Wizards. I like the way they play. Newberg is going to be a tough out. Let's just hope for the best. Uh, um, guys, phenomenal job with Section 9. I want to bring out one thing, though. Marlboro lost to uh, Walk Hill in girls. Yes. They did. And, yes. uh, you know, you interviewed great kid Aaron LaFaro. Aaron LaFaro, lovely, lovely girl. Averaging 50 points and 50 <sighs> rebounds a game. Madison Dombrowski was Bruce Bowen, Dennis Rodman, Sidney Moncrief combined in that game. Played very well in an upset over Marlboro. That's Madison Dombrowski, no? That is correct, and I think um, I know I know somebody very, very uh, dear to her heart. Yes. yes. Well, that's my granddaughter, people. Is it really? That's Holy my granddaughter. Smokes, I have and, no idea. Uh, she has turned into a double-double machine here lately, uh, averaging probably along around 12 or 13 points and somewhere around 12 or 13 rebounds. She's a stud on defense, and... Uh, uh, she she turned her ankle and and didn't play the last three minutes of that game and uh, uh, but they continued on and they won without her but uh, she's a, had a good run and uh, that's great yeah she's starting to play like her grandfather uh, you <laughs> good for them and you know on the Marlboro thing Dick you know it, it, great for your granddaughter because yeah. it, it looks like you know, listen you shut down the Lafaro girls they're yeah. tough to beat yeah. you yeah. know Cornwall basketball is playing well. You know, I kind of feel, you know, Darren, we started this uh, Section 9 Spotlight Athlete that I absolutely embraced. I love it. I think um, the athletes have been receptive to it, you know, and it's nice to give them a little bit of exposure. Yes. This is a, two lovely girls, right, Erin and uh, her younger sister, Liz. And I feel like I've gave them the Sports Illustrated jinx <laughs> after the interview. We were the number one rated show before you got here, Unbelievable. too. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, now we're not a ratings are through the roof. You know, I want to go back to playing like a grandfather. I've asked around how you and I are, you know, 50 years younger than Dick. But he played, and I've asked people, what did Dick O'Neill play like? And they tell, they tell me this. And uh, Dick, tell me if you agree with this. Were you – whose game – did you resemble the, that I would know? Tell me a guy. Because I, I have in my head who you were. Well, you, I kind of patterned myself after Bill Russell a little bit. Uh, but that's ahead of your time. Neither one of you has seen him How play. about this one? Were you Phil Jackson? Uh, kind of. There yes, you go. Kinda, sharp elbows. Kinda, that's what I, my dad kinda, told me that. My kinda, dad, guy had very sharp elbows. Kinda, Kevin McHale. Uh, not the offensive, not the offensive uh, not, game. Not, I didn't have the offensive game, but I was a better defensive player than Kevin McHale. So there uh, you go. Yeah. He dunked in high school though. And uh, we also, uh, my sophomore year, we eliminated Phil Jackson from the national tournament. Yeah. And, and Phil Jackson played at Dakota North State. Th- North Dakota State. Look at that! I know. It's yeah. Amazing. You know, uh, I'll tell you this. He must have been something at Chester with the looks of Rob Lowe and the game of Phil Jackson. No wonder Diane fell in there, love. There's no question. Yeah. 